0: Stay tuned to the end of the podcast to hear about our special giveaway. Welcome to the Be Daring Life podcast. We are your hosts for today, Rachel and Jenna. We want to welcome our special guest, the melodious Karis Waltman.
1: If you noticed a different song in the opening, that is Karis singing. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast, Karis.
2: Hey, it's good to be here with you guys.
1: We're glad you're here. So Karis, can you tell us a little bit
0: about the style of music that you do?
2: Yeah, so I play folk music. Um, That's just kind of like a general term. Um, It could fall under Americana music. Um, I also do some old time music. And yeah, it's mostly just in the roots genre of American folk music and Irish folk music and Scottish folk music.
0: So you're you're in your early 20s, right?
2: I'm 19. I turned 20 in May.
0: Wow, you're not even 20. I'm not okay. even Okay, but you've been doing this for a long time.
2: Um, it, it feels like it. <laughs> Can you tell us how long you got started in music? Yes, yeah, so I was about eight years old when I first picked up a guitar. It was my great-grandpa's guitar that my dad let me play, and my dad knew four chords, he taught me those uh, four chords that he knew, and to, they say to play country music, you only need to know three chords in the truth, so I knew <laughs> one more than I needed, <laughs> and from there on, I just continued to play, and about maybe 12, I started playing, playing gigs um, just at small coffee shops around Pensacola, where I grew up. And I started singing in church and doing little plays at the little theater downtown before that, probably around nine or ten. So that kinda got me into, you know, being on stage a little bit, even though it's in different circumstances for sure.
0: <laughs> so how many instruments can you play?
2: I play, um guitar mostly. I'm working on the banjo. I like doing claw hammer banjo style that I'm definitely still learning. I wouldn't say that I necessarily know how to play very good yet, but I got a banjo endorsement this year from a guy named Brian Carver. He's with Carver Banjos, and he makes homemade banjos, all handmade. And, yeah, it's really cool to have been able to mess around on that this year because I was mostly focusing on guitar in the last couple of years. I played around on different instruments When I was growing up, mostly the banjo and the mandolin and the guitar. Oh, and the piano and the penny whistle (laughs) a little bit (laughs) and the harmonica. I keep forgetting, but it's mostly guitar these days.
1: Have you had any lessons or have you been completely self-taught?
2: Mostly self-taught. When I was little, I took one piano lesson, did not like it. So I quit (laughs) and yeah, from there, it's been me teaching myself. I've watched a lot of YouTube videos, which I think are amazing um, to learn pretty much anything, but especially music. So YouTube has definitely helped me out a lot. Besides that, it's just been me.
0: What did you not like about lessons, piano lessons?
2: Oh, I don't know. I, I don't read music. I play by ear most of the time. I can read tabs but i don't read like written music so that was one thing that i didn't necessarily like about it also um i just liked being free and discovering um i don't even know what the word would be but just discovering the instrument for myself i guess yeah
0: like giving it a voice
2: yeah trial and error that's what i what i preach for sure
1: <laughs> do you write your own
2: songs I do write my own songs. I was writing short stories from a really young age. I wanted to write books when I was little. And when I started playing guitar at around eight, I kind of morphed those two things together and started songwriting. And it's just kept going since. I've written quite a few songs, um, but nowadays I play my songs that I've written and traditional songs that are in the public domain. Um, that are really old songs from, some of them are even from the 1800s, but most of them are from like the early 1900s that I play. Yeah, so it's a mix of me writing my own songs and keeping those old traditional songs alive.
0: So do you like them both equally, you think?
2: I think so. It's definitely a different part of my being for each each one of them. I'm in a different headspace um, when I play my own music or when I'm carrying on those old traditions with these really old songs. It's, I love them both in different ways for sure.
0: You said you started playing around the age of 12 to large groups.
2: Yes. um, To large groups, I would, I would say fairly large groups um, for just an average 12 year old, I guess. I started playing arts festivals in Pensacola. So just, times when people would gather together and share their art, whether it was visually or they had some musicians and songwriters like me. So I started doing that. I played a lot of open mics when I was 11, 12, 13. And then I started like playing those little shows at the coffee shops and maybe 20 people would come, but that was a big enough crowd for me. And yeah, it was really fun. And from there, it just kind of, it just kind of, and I wouldn't necessarily say grew, but I started doing it more. So, yeah.
0: So most middle schoolers wouldn't be out doing that kind of stuff. So did you feel intimidated?
2: Um, I've always been a fairly hard headed kid in any type of thing that I put my mind to. So I wasn't necessarily intimidated. When I get up on stage, kind of feels like it's just me and my instrument I don't necessarily think about the other people watching it's like they get kind of to see into my little world of just me and myself so I wouldn't necessarily say I was really intimidated yeah so I, even I know <laughs> you,
0: you said you were shy I was reading your um page you were talking about being shy mm-hmm. as a kid so you you overcame that shyness just by kind of focusing on what you're doing and just kind of zoning everybody out?
2: Yes, definitely. And I I was shy when it came to those one-on-one conversations, or I don't even know if it was shyness. It was just a quiet nature that I think I've kind of grown out of a little bit with age, but it's definitely still in me. So I was never really not confident in what I was doing or just being a person. It was just that I was more quiet and not super outgoing.
1: Have you ever doubted yourself in your dream?
2: Um, I think everybody doubts themselves a little bit. Um, you know, a dream is something that continues to change. So it may look different to me today than it did a month ago. <laughs> Sometimes even a couple days later, it looks a little different. So with with that being said, the continuous dream, quote unquote, changing, um, it doesn't really ever die. It doesn't really ever die for me because I know that music is what I was put on this earth to do because I can feel it inside of me. And I think when any anyone feels something inside of them that strong that you're not really going to give up on it because that's why you're here.
0: That's your purpose.
2: Yes, definitely. You
0: found your purpose, which some people yeah. never find.
1: Hey guys, this is Hudson with BeDaringLife.com. Are you stuck at home for the next few weeks? Well, if you are, you could join us in our Level Up Challenge. Every day, we'll email you an activity to do for the day. Don't let this time be wasted by playing on your phone. We're going to have fun together and learn some new skills. So sign up at bedaringlife.com slash level up.
0: What has been the hardest part of your journey?
2: I was looking through y'all's questions that you sent me, just the generalized um, questions um, on that email. And I kind of wrote two things down about this. And the first one I said was, you hear no a lot. And the second one I said was, you do a lot of work that sometimes feels, um, what is that word, (laughs) unrecognized. Hmm. And Yeah. So those are two big things. When you do hear no a lot at first, it's kind of like, dang, am I not good enough? But there's so many people out there that are doing this and have been doing this for so much longer. And I have to realize I have to even keep telling myself now I'm young. I have years, you know, to hear no. And with every 99 no's, there's one yes. And that one, yes, can lead to a lot of places. So that's a big part of of things is hearing no a lot. And then the other one was you do a lot of work that sometimes feels unrecognized. It kind of falls under that same, same category. Um, you know, you're sitting in your room, you're writing songs, you're teaching yourself how to play guitar, you're singing, you're doing all the work. And sometimes it does feel unrecognized when you know, you're working as hard as you can to get on these stages in front of people. But, you know, it's they say it's not your year this year. Check back with us next year. And yeah, but, you know, it feels unrecognized. But really, if you love it, you're going to be doing it anyway. So who really cares if people are listening, you know?
0: Right. I think you look at any success story and it the person had to go through lots of no's and feeling like they weren't getting anywhere.
2: Definitely. And it grows you as a person and makes you write better songs. That's the way I look at it.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's great perspective. A lot of adults have never, they're so afraid of hearing, of failing or of hearing no, mm-hmm. that they never get out and do what they feel like they should do. And so mm-hmm, you're learning definitely. all that now as a teenager. That's amazing. It's pretty
2: awesome. It's pretty cool.
1: Who or what has helped you the most in your success so far?
2: Cool. Oh, man. Um, Like I said, being (laughs) hard-headed. My mom used to say, Karis, you're so hard-headed growing up, and sometimes she meant it in a good way, and sometimes she meant it in a not-so-good way. So you can always take attributes about yourself and put them towards good. So I'm hard-headed in the way of I'm not going to give up until I pretty much either succeed or, you know, die trying. (laughs) Um, And going out of my comfort zone is another thing that attributed to success. And having supportive parents behind me was another big thing. I grew up homeschooled most of my life, and they really worked music into my schooling, which was really awesome of them. Like, some of my English classes were part songwriting, you know, based and yeah, my parents have just been awesome and have been behind me ever since I was little, no matter what I was really wanting to do, they were, they were there for me. So those were three big things.
0: At the age of 17, you were on the voice and you were chosen as one of the 83 out of 40,000 people that tried out to make it to Hollywood can you tell us a little bit about that experience?
2: Yeah, that was a fun experience. Uh, it feels so long ago now, even though it was only um, I think it aired about two and a half years ago but um, I was out there close to three or three and a half years ago in California and it was it was a really fun experience. Um, I met some of my best friends out there, really good people and Just being submerged in music. I was out in California for a whole month um, just doing the voice stuff. So I was submerged in a bunch of singers and a bunch of people that, you know, had that drive um, to be artists. So it was cool getting to do that and, you know, just having the experience of big time Hollywood and seeing all the lights and the glamour. And I don't think that's necessarily for me. but it was definitely a cool experience to see it. And yeah, it was cool.
0: So you were there for a whole month. So what were you doing that whole time? Because the show, I mean, it aired, you know, it was one little section yeah. of the show, right? But it took a month to get there.
2: Yes. So we actually, it the whole process was maybe about four months long, um, maybe even longer than that. I think it was about four months What happened was one of my friends asked me if I wanted to go to Nashville with her to an open call audition, which is basically just like in a giant rec center or civic center. um, And people go, thousands of people, I think they said like 10,000 or 8,000 people came. And they do this maybe four or five times all around the country. And we just went to the Nashville one because it was closest, and I just thought it would be a fun time. I didn't think that I was going to get anywhere because um, when I was about 15, I tried out for American Idol, and like I said, you get a lot of no's. I got a no there. <laughs> and But for The Voice, I just kept going through all the rounds before the TV. There's maybe five or six rounds before, uh, maybe four or five rounds before the television part. And... I just kept making them through so I went to Nashville two times and then they flew me out to California two times and the last time I was there I was there for a month and when I was out there for that month we did a lot of like interviews and costume stuff like we'd go into the the costume room and they'd pick out what we were gonna wear what we were gonna wear for our interviews and Um, man, I haven't thought about this for a long time. But yeah, I think that's most of what most of what we did. Were you
0: there by yourself?
2: I was a minor. So if you were over 18, they wouldn't let anyone come with you. But I was 17. So I got to bring my mom with me. And it was really fun. We had a good time.
0: (laughs) So how has going out there into the unknown, risking failure helped you in other areas of your life? Like Has it given you more confidence?
2: It has definitely made me be 100% authentically myself in whatever I do and whatever that might be, just because that's what you kind of have to be as an artist. Because if you just try to be something else that you see um, from another artist, where's the artistry in that? That's what I think, at least. So Mm. just being yourself – that's, that's the number one thing that I've learned from my job as being a musician that I've kind of transferred into other parts of my life.
1: What would you say to teens who have ambitions and desires?
2: Oh, man. Um, Don't be discouraged when you hear no, that's a big one. Like we were talking about the no's. Um, Yeah, just don't be discouraged. There's Like I said, a yes to every 99 no's and that yes could be more important than any of the other yeses you may have gotten. So just keep pushing, push for what you want and believe in yourself and what you're doing because if you're not believing in yourself and what you're doing, why is anyone else going to believe in yourself or believe in you and what you're doing? You know what I mean?
0: right. That's, that's deep stuff there (laughs) yeah if you can't even if you if you don't even believe what you're saying why should anyone else believe what you're saying
2: yes that's that's what I what I try to think so with every song that I do I want it to be real to the person that's watching because it's real to me and when it's real to you it will convey to other people
1: where can people go to find more info about you and your music
2: Yes, so I have a website. My name is Karis, but it's spelled a little funky because it's a Greek word. So it's x a r i s w a l t m a n dot com. That's my website. And then I'm on all the social media platforms um, Facebook and Instagram. I think those are the only two I'm on, but just Karis Waltman on Instagram and Karis Waltman Music on Facebook. And if you would like to listen to my album that I released last year, it's called under the willow. It's on Spotify and iTunes and Apple music and pretty much anywhere else that you'd like to me- like to listen. I think it's on YouTube and Pandora and all that good stuff. So if you just search my name, you'll find me somewhere. And yeah.
0: <laughs> awesome. So we encourage everybody to go out there and check her out. You can also Google her name and you'll see videos uh, and articles on her. Yes. And I just want to say, Karis, that you are an inspiration to teens and adults out there because you're out there following your dream. Oh, awesome. uh, so many people like when they're older look back and regret that they never followed their dreams and you are never going to feel that regret.
2: Thank you. That's so sweet and I really appreciate that. And thank you all for having this platform for young people to listen to people who are, you know, doing their thing and can help inspire them. So thanks for putting out this cool content. It's really awesome.
0: Uh, you're welcome. And thank you for being our guest.
2: Of course.
0: <laughs> As announced, we are going to give away a copy of karis's CD, Under the Willow. So if you go to com slash Karis that's spelled X-A-R-I-S, and sign up for our mailing list, you'll be entered into a drawing for her CD. The winner will be announced next week on our podcast. One of the things that I love about Karis is that she is so raw and real, and she doesn't try to be someone she's not. You can tell just by listening to her that she is comfortable in her own skin. We've enjoyed talking with her tonight. If you want to hear more from her, visit her website at kariswaltman.com. That's spelled X-A-R-I-S. Or find her on Facebook, Instagram, or any of the major music streaming platforms. If you want to see more of our content, visit us on our website at BeDaringLife.com or on our Facebook group at Be Daring Life. We hope you have a great week. Don't forget to go out and be daring.